amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Won't you stand in your greatness? There's our music. Good morning and welcome to the Nurture Heart Approach May podcast. I'm Catherine Stafford. I'm a licensed clinical social worker in private practice here in Washington State. I'm also a Nurture Heart Approach advanced trainer, counselor, and author. Howard Glasser, who is currently our co-host and who is creator of the Nurtured Heart Approach and chairman of the Children's Success Foundation, is away on tour this month facilitating Nurtured Heart trainings around the country. Today I have the extreme pleasure of having a one-on-one with Peggy Archuleta, who will be sharing her experience of infusing Nurtured Heart Approach into the workplace and specifically within the medical community. Peggy began her nursing career in 1992, and she worked extensively with cancer patients in the hospital setting before going into nursing management in 2005. In 2008, she transitioned into the role of clinical education specialist, and in September of 2014, she fulfilled her longtime dream of becoming a full-time diabetes educator, teaching patients health-promoting behaviors. Peggy was introduced to the Nurture Heart Approach several years ago, and shortly thereafter sought certification. Following her certification in Nurtured Heart Approach, Peggy began to experiment with bringing Nurtured Heart Approach into the hospital system she works for. Good morning, Peggy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning, Catherine. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm so excited about this really interesting Nurtured Heart niche. Um, I know with over 20 years' experience in nursing, you certainly are an expert in the culture of healthcare. Um, let's just spend some time to get going talking about your pre-Nurtured Heart days and then kind of how you got into Nurtured Heart Approach and why it appealed to you in this particular area of your work. Okay. Uh, I'd like to tell you exactly how I did get uh, introduced to Nurtured Heart because uh, it was such an important thing that happened in my life. And uh, I was raising a teenage son, and I had previously raised four other children, and, and it had been such a breeze. And then 10 years after my youngest child uh, was born, I had another child, hmm. and <laughs> a little bit unexpected, but very happy situation. But this fifth child turned out to be very, very different than the other four, and uh, he was quite a challenge, and it was a challenge that I was really quite unprepared for. And when I say challenge, I mean um, our home was a very unhappy place, hmm. and uh, I was having such difficulty that I really didn't know what to do. I tried every parenting strategy that I had ever heard of, and eventually it got to really a point of desperation. And when I say desperation, I mean one morning he slipped a note under my husband's and my bedroom door that indicated that life might be better if he ceased to exist. Hmm. And so uh, in you know, in desperation, really, I I called a counselor. We had been to counselors previously, and it, it hadn't seemed to really help. But I found uh, another counselor that I wanted to try. His name is Jay. And so we went to, to see Jay to see if he could help us. And 
he gave my son the option of returning. And, of course, my son didn't want to return. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of irritated with the whole situation. It's like, we no, we have to make him return. Right. But, but, but he didn't want to return, and, and the counselor wasn't going to make him. And so that, uh, so I thought, well, at least I will go back. And so I did go back. And um, at our next session, Jay asked me if I would like to learn a parenting technique. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. I raised four children already. I didn't have difficulty with them. I think I know how to parent. Right. And so I said, well, I didn't really answer that, I recall. But uh, I had a nice session with him, and then I went back the next week, and he asked me again. And I said to him, Jay, do you really think I would learn anything new? And he said, yes, I think you would. Mm -hmm. And he said it with such confidence that I thought, okay, fine, I'll give it a try. And so uh, I went back again, and he began to teach me the nurtured heart approach. And I've said this many times, and I'm not sure people really believe me, and or maybe they think I'm exaggerating, but my life changed instantly the very after the very first session. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit embarrassing for me to admit this, but when I was listening to Jay tell me about the nurtured heart approach, within the probably the first three minutes, my first, my very first thought was, oh my goodness, we need this at work. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wasn't thinking about home in that second. It was like, this is exactly what we need at work. So I went home after that very first session, and he wouldn't, Jay wouldn't give me very much direction. He said, parents always want to know what to do right away. But he just gave me one very small assignment. And I went home and I followed his directions. And that was the end of complete misery and chaos in my home Mm, that very first time. And, you know, of course, I continued to go back and learn the rest of the program. But because I saw such incredible changes in our home so quickly, I thought, you know, this, this is such powerful information, I I just know that it can do amazing things at work, too. And so um, now I'm going to, you know, kind of skip over to, to the work part of my experience with Nurtured Heart. I, um, because I, I, I fell in love with Nurtured Heart, and at one point I did ask Jay, is there some certification in this or something? I needed to learn more. I wanted to become an expert in it. I wanted to tell the whole world about it. And so thankfully, yes, there was a certification. And and I went to the, to the January training in Tucson, which is, what, about a week long? Right. I left that training. <laughs> and it's like I was literally in love with the whole world. Hmm. And I know that people who have been to that training have had that very same experience. Absolutely. It just changes you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I can remember leaving that training and going to a family event, uh, like the very same day I, I got home from the training. And, and of course, I loved my family. But suddenly, everybody in my family was amazing. I, I could just see, if I saw them in such a different light. Right. And Everywhere I went, whether it was to uh, you know a grocery store or or work or wherever, all I could see was all this goodness and greatness and these wonderful qualities and people. Because of course I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, previous so previous so I got my certification, and previous to this time I had been a manager at our hospital 
for several years. And I loved the nurses and the nursing assistants and all the people that I worked with. I, I really did love them. But I had become kind of disillusioned and I, I felt very disappointed in some of the things that I was seeing. And uh, a lot of days I would feel like, why can't people just do what they're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And so I had this, this sense of, of feeling disappointed in them. And in fact, I left, I transitioned from my role as a manager into my role as an educator. And uh, when I got my certification, I was I was in the educator role. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, if I could just introduce, let me take a step back. After getting my certification and and having that wonderful experience at the at the nurture heart training, when I went to work, I began to see people at work, of course, differently too. I no longer felt disappointed in them, because as I would talk to each individual, I was really focusing in on what was wonderful about them. And I was picking out qualities that I could see, and that's all I could really think about when I talked to them. And so I I began to kind of fall in love with all of the people at work again. (laughs) I have a question for you before you go on, because I know listeners who perhaps aren't as well-versed in Nurture Heart Approach are wondering, what was the simple assignment that you were supposed to do back at home? Because I'm assuming (laughs) you're doing the same thing now back at the workplace. Well, I think if I can remember correctly, I think Jay told me, um, "Don't give any energy to any bad behavior." Okay. I, I think that's what it was. Okay. And so, it, um, I wish I could remember for sure, but right. so anyway, uh, that just completely took all of the <laughs> the steam out of you know, right. like, you know. So now the energetic the shift is happening at home, and now the energetic shift, you're seeing things differently, looking for things differently at the workplace. Right. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so when I felt that change within me at work and my feelings toward the people that I worked with, of course I felt a lot happier. Right. And uh, And so anyway, I just knew instinctively, intuitively, I knew that if I could turn my hospital into a nurture heart hospital, that patients would be happier, the staff would be happier, um, you know, just every, the, the whole entire hospital would be transformed. Right. And, you know, I think there, there was, that I was a little bit naive in some ways, but I, I truly believed it, and I still honestly believe it. So my first... Um, my first goal was to talk to the leaders of my department. And I, I worked on the medical surgical unit, which covered mm-hmm. oncology, orthopedics, surgical, and, you know, kind of a, a quite a few quite mm-hmm. a few areas. And we had, uh, I think, about 125 staff members in our department. So I went to our leadership team, and as I was the educator, I asked them, can I teach this to you. I really think it will increase our morale and I think it will have a major impact in a lot of different ways. And um, so they had enough faith and trust in me to think that it may be worthwhile that they allowed me to do an all-day retreat with them. Wow. And Jay, Jay came and and did that with me, which I you know was really grateful to him. And so we, together, Jay and I, taught Nurtured Heart to the, to the med surge leadership team. And they 
loved it. They saw the value in it. And I said, well, now why don't we go ahead and teach this to all of our people at a staff meeting? And we divide up our staff meetings like into, I think we were having probably three staff meetings at the time, and we had really good attendance, so I knew we were going to get probably 90, 95% of our people. And so I prepared a presentation and, um, and took it to our staff meetings. And the very first time that I stood up and said that, you know, we're going to talk about something called the Nurtured Heart Approach, and I just told a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. I started hearing these, I started hearing, you know, little comments. And the comments I was hearing was, this is exactly what we need. Wow. And which <laughs> was just what I had thought in my first session with Jay. So I thought, oh, good, they feel the same way I do. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's not because it was a bad place to work. It, I should tell you that our hospital was quite new. It was just a few years old. It was a very innovative place, really um, a whole person healing kind of environment, kind of attitude, really progressive. And our hospital, our facility was known for our innovation, and we we enjoyed being the learning lab. So we like to try new things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why Nurtured Heart just really was well accepted. So it, it was not a bad place to work by any means. It was actually a very good place to work. But nursing is difficult, and anybody right. in healthcare knows that nurses have heavy loads. They've got a, a great deal of unexpected events, a lot of demands being placed on them all at once, and you know, crises to deal with, fires to put right. out. It's just a, it's a stressful, challenging job. Right. And so. Uh, it's the kind of place that can really use that energizing that Nurtured Heart provides. So um, anyway, we presented it at staff meeting, and I can remember specifically there was one young woman that was kind of sitting in the front row, and her head was down, and she wasn't really engaged, or so I thought. And and I was felt a little bit discouraged, thinking, mm, I'm not sure this is going over really well. But later, after the staff meeting, when I was on the unit, this same person that I thought was disengaged said to me, I am really going to do this. Mm-hmm. I I am going to nurture everyone. And she she was very sincere, and she really, she got into it, and she, uh, it was wonderful. It was really fun. So it was well received. But I had my sights set even higher. Of course and you I, did. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm talking about a nurtured heart hospital, not just right. the department. So you have moved into warrior mode, I think, from that very first moment with Jay. Okay, so you're setting your sights higher now. Right, and it's like, it, you know, uh, this is transformative, and we, we want transformational leadership. We want real change. We want the hearts of people to change. This is the way to do it. So I... um went to the C-suite, to the CEO and the CNO and all those people, the chiefs, Wow! and uh, got a meeting with them. And I sat down and I told them, I have something that I think can improve our patient satisfaction scores, improve mm-hmm. our staff satisfaction scores, uh, may, you know, probably increase safety. It, it can just have a huge positive impact on our facility. And mm-hmm. I, I want to tell you about it. 
And so they allowed me, you know, like half an hour or so to to show it to them. And I ended up spending a bit more time, and they had a lot of good questions. And I told them I would really like to present this to our entire hospital leadership team in in an all-day retreat. Hmm. And um, so they said yes. Wow. And... Yeah, I was I was so happy. And again, I called on Jay and uh, Jay Lambert. And he agreed to come over and do the workshop with me. And so we prepared. And the day of the workshop, uh, and I, you know, I'll mention that Howie was really kind and he provided a video for us. Because I wanted people to know him a little bit. And uh, in the meantime, I should mention also that the CEO who had agreed to let us do this was transferred to another facility, and we got a new CEO in right right at that critical junction when we were deciding uh-huh. if we could do this. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the new CEO was very supportive also, even though she didn't know me at all. She, you know, she, she was very supportive, so she said, yes, we will go ahead and do this. Wow. So Jay and I got together, created a presentation, came up with a, a plan. He did most of the presenting. I led the activities that were interspe- interspersed through the, the presentation. And um, the, we had a, a very large conference room at the facility, and all of our leaders were there. I, I think there may have been about 150 people. It, I can just tell you it was packed. And... So we we did our presentation, and the CEO opened it up, and she actually showed that uh, Jessica's video that we see on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, which was really cute the way she did it. But anyway, so we did our presentation, and and at one time, at one point, we had a break, and I went into the cafeteria, and one of the the men who was part of the leadership group approached me, and he said. He said, "This is really great." He said, "This isn't is not at all what I expected." And he kind of indicated that he had planned to come and kind of slip out early, right, right. But he was he was staying. Everybody stayed for the whole thing. Everybody was very engaged. It was it was just a wonderful day. One of the things that I really loved about the day was that we had uh, a big piece of like butcher paper covering each table, and we had crayons and other things on the table. And at one point, one of our activities was during a break, we asked everybody to write write their name on their paper in front of their space. And then everybody else during their break was to go around throughout the room and write down, you know, on each person's paper to write down a quality of greatness that they saw in that person. And so we did that. And then after the break, when people came back and they saw a list of all of these neat qualities that people saw in them. It was really it was just so fun. Absolutely. And a lot of people you know, a lot of people tore out their section of the paper and mm-hmm. went back and posted it on their office wall. Mm-hmm. And so um after the retreat, um there was just a lot of uh, it felt to me like there was just this increase in appreciation throughout the hospital it still had not gone to to the staff in all of the other departments but at least mm-hmm. the leadership 
had mm-hmm. had the training and they knew what they could do with it and how they could treat their people and sort of thing. Was that the initial charge, kind of going back into their various clinics and departments, was to then, you know, look for the greatness and, and be nurtured heart approach with their staff? That was the yes. starting point? Okay. Yes, that was um, that was the challenge. That was the understanding. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I feel like, you know, I can't tell you to what extent it happened, but I felt like it happened to a pretty large extent. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so after that, um, I, I, I want to think now about what impact it did have on the facility and on mm-hmm. um, in general, and then what it, kind of an impact it had on me and my practice. Um, after the, the new CEO came, she wanted to really define and understand our culture. She's a, a wonderful CEO, and she has a way of getting down to the to the basics. What is our foundation? What is it mm-hmm. that makes us who we are? Mm-hmm. So she put together a team to determine what our culture is and to define it so that people could really embrace it and live it. And so ultimately, um, this team uh, made up of staff members came together and they wrote a culture statement. And there is some nurtured heart influence in our culture statement. And uh, would you mind if I read that to you? Oh, please do. I love that idea of a culture statement because we so often hear about the mission but not the culture. So please mm-hmm. share that. The name of our facility uh, is, is it all right if I mention what our company's name is? As, I, I believe so. I don't. I don't see why not. Okay. As long as they know you're here and they're supporting this, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, they do. They do know that I'm here, um, but uh, I didn't want this to be an infomercial for my company. I just wanted oh, it to be no, please. You know, very genuine. Uh, I work for Banner Health. Okay. And the, uh, in my hospital that I was working at the time was Banner Estrella. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is the culture statement. Estrella is a Spanish word that means star. A star is a self-illuminating, brilliant, guiding light. At Banner Australia Medical Center, each of us is a star. Our desire is to care for each other and the patients we serve with excellence. It is here at Australia that our patients experience kindness, nurturing, and a dedication to healing from every star they encounter. The five points of the star light our path and serve as guiding principles to achieve our mission of making a difference in people's lives through excellent patient care. So now these are the five points of the star. The S is share our expertise and experience generously. The T, treat everyone with kindness and compassion. The A is act with courage in all that we do and say. Now here's the R, and this is where the influence of Nurtured Heart comes in. Mm-hmm. Recognize the importance and greatness of each individual. Wow. And then, yeah. And then S, serve with the belief that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. So when the CEO did this culture statement and had, had it firmly in place, we had meetings, and I was part of this, for every single employee in the facility, all 1,200 or more. And they all came through this culture training, and they learned about this recognizing importance and greatness of each individual along wow. with the rest of the culture. The other thing that our CEO really loved about the Nurtured Heart and that she incorporated was the reset. 
she didn't she didn't want staff or leaders uh to put a lot of energy into negativity or into correcting people or anything like that. She wanted a very simple, gentle, kind reset. And so she she taught that to everybody in the facility. And she taught them there are times when you will need to reset me as the CEO. There will be times when you need to reset your your peers and times when you need to reset yourself. So she taught them that. And that is something, this culture statement and this reset is something that is still taught to every new employee that that is hired on at Banner Australia. It's actually it's it's stunning. What I'm hearing you say is absolutely stunning, and I'm hearing Nurture Heart Approach infused through every part of that culture statement, and I know without a doubt that when Howard's listening to this, he's going to be smiling ear to ear because what a beautiful example of one one woman with this amazing warrior intention and coming to now you have 1,200 staff, right? I think you said 1,200, who are all being taught this beautiful culture of greatness and resetting and living in the moment. Oh, it's... it's you're kind of blowing my mind, actually. So thank you, and please carry on with your amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing that I recall was um, we were we were hiring a new senior clinical manager, which is the level of assistant director in our okay. department. And so a number of people applied for the position. And of course, one of the questions we asked them is, "Can you describe your leadership style for us?" And of course, mm. and they would do that. Mm-hmm. But there was one one uh, gentleman who applied for the position, and he had been to the Nurtured Heart training months before. Mm-hmm. And when we asked him his leadership style, he said, "I, I, um, I can't remember how he put it. I believe in the Nurtured Heart leadership wow. style. Wow! And he's the one that got the job because he lived the Nurtured Heart style. He didn't mm-hmm. just say it; he lived it. Very kind, mm-hmm. um, gentle." positive, sees the goodness in everybody kind of person. And um, that was, go ahead. I was going to say, it reminds me of some of the stories I've heard about school systems and the principals who say, this is who we are, this is our culture, and you're either in or you're not in, and if you're not, that's okay. You know, blessed to you, but this is who we are and this is what we expect from our people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There were some other really, um, I think, uh, good ideas that came out of this. We, when we had our annual evaluations, one of our senior clinical managers began this habit of writing down everything she loved about each of her direct reports. And she literally made a list and wrote them down, every quality of greatness that she saw in that person. And when she had their in-person evaluation, that's the first thing she did was bring out her list and tell them, I want to tell you everything I love about you. And then she would list off all these qualities that she had noticed in them. And she, um, frankly, got very good scores on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on the evaluation when when her direct reports evaluated her because she cared about them and she showed it and she saw how, she saw uh, all the good in them. Another thing that we started doing when I was, uh, I, I was still the educator at this time, um, one of the leaders and I, from time to time, would go and do what we called energy rounds, and we would walk out on the floor and we would take a staff member aside into a, a nearby room and sit down with them and, and do kind of the same thing that that other leader did. And we would just say, we just want to tell you what we appreciate about you and the things that we've noticed about you. And wow. then we would just list off everything about them. 
and what a difference they made to the unit, how they made a difference, what 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 it was about them that was so uh, such a benefit to our service and so on. And, Did people walk and, toward you as you were coming down the hallway after a while? <laughs> Pick me. Um, well, they, they didn't run away from us. Right, right. No, Which I'm was, sure is it, not uncommon sometimes when, when leadership comes onto the floor, people suddenly have to scatter, you know, in some cultures probably. You know, I wow. think there there might be some people who are a little uncomfortable in that kind of a situation when they're sure. when they're when two people are sitting in front of them telling how, telling them every wonderful thing about them. Sure. But nobody nobody really exhibited that to us. They, they were appreciative. They sat there and listened the whole time. They didn't say stop no more. Right. Please don't tell me about um, my greatness. Did you guys track um uh staff satisfaction over kind of pre-nurtured heart and after you went through this beautiful transformation process? Um, we we kind of did. We we did uh, something. We used a tech a technology called, called Turning Point, where people when the people are in staff meeting, they have a little remote controller in their hand, and we would on our PowerPoint we would have questions, and then they would vote you know mm-hmm. vote on the question, and they would say yes, no, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we asked questions to indicate their satisfaction, um, if they felt appreciated, that sort of thing. Right. And um so that was we used that which uh it it did show some progress, definitely. Um we didn't have the tools that I wished we had had or, or maybe the oh gosh, maybe the know how to know really how to, to track results and to get some evidence based results. Mm-hmm. That's the one the one thing I regret that's really missing. But I, I can say that that facility, ha, you know, consistently over the, over the time since then, and probably even before then, has consistently had high patient satisfaction scores. Mm-hmm. They've been at the top uh, of the facilities for the system, and I honestly I can't say it's because of nurtured heart because I don't know that it is, but I can't help but think that it had a positive influence. Wow. So, I'm thinking about your story and I'm not hearing I'm not remembering the part when when you teach the staff about how then to show up with nurtured heart intention with their patients. So what was that transition like? Okay, now you know this this philosophy, it's who you are, it's how we look at each other, how that trickles down to patient care. And patient, you know, the parents of pediatric patients for example, or you know, people who are having big emotion when they come into a place that's, you know, stressful by design. Well, um we just taught we, we taught them that there's always somebody's always doing something right, and mm-hmm. we didn't have pediatrics at Banner Australia. Okay. Now since then, I have transferred over to another Banner facility, which is Banner Thunderbird, and we do have pediatrics at Banner Thunderbird. But when we were at Banner Australia, uh, I am a very strong believer that adults benefit from this just as much as children do, right? And they need it as much as children do. And um, difficult patients may have once been difficult children, and maybe that's why they're still difficult difficult adults. I don't know. And I hate to even say the word difficult adults because patients are are sick, and sure. you know they're they're stressed and they're frightened, and so and I don't really think comes of them. out. Yeah. Yes, and I, honestly, I don't think of them as difficult patients. Right. I just think right. of them as patients who are needing some some healing attention. Right. But what I what we taught our staff was that there's always patients are always doing something right. 
And, uh, you know, if they're, we, we taught them to, to look for those things that they're doing right, as well as to look at their peers and see what their peers are doing right and to appreciate each other. Um, so we gave some, you know, simple examples of, of what they could look for with their, with their patients. Um, now, I, I can tell you, when I was at Banner Straya, I worked mostly with staff because I was a nurse educator. Right. I saw patients sometimes because I was a part-time diabetes educator. Since I have transitioned into my new position at Thunderbird, I am a full-time diabetes educator, so I spend time in the patient's room every day. That's what mm-hmm. I do all day. And mm-hmm. I spend it with adults and with children. I would think so, that nurture heart and diabetic management go beautifully together with that. My brother's diabetic, and I'm familiar with that particular you know, lifestyle. Yes. What a beautiful venue for a nurtured heart to show up. Exactly. Uh, I can recap, you know, there have been times when I have gone into a patient's room and I'll introduce myself. My name is Peggy Archuleta and I'm the diabetes nurse. And the look on the patient's face says, oh, not more criticism. Right. Not some right. some other person telling me everything I'm doing wrong. Right. You know, I can tell they really don't even want to talk to me. Right. And so you know, immediately I can tell this person needs nurturing. They, mm-hmm. they, you know. So uh, I, uh, you know, recall one time when I sat down with a patient and, uh, you know, as we started talking, I very purposely made a point to tell him everything I felt that he was doing right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his he started with his head looking down, not looking at me, and slowly he raises his head and he's looking at me. And he needs and wants to hear more, and he deserves to hear more. Mm-hmm. And and so I, you know, I continue to tell him, you know, and he tells me, I, you know, he told me, um, my wife tells me I need to um, rest more or whatever. I can't remember, but I I like to go outside and walk around the backyard. And so I can tell him, you know, that is really a very wise decision. That tells me that you you care about your activity and that you're trying to increase your activity, and that's you know that's brilliant. That is so helpful for your diabetes. And I'm sincere, right? And I wanted right. to know, you know, so everything that that uh, I can find, and as and of course I'm teaching them as I'm telling them what they're doing right, you know, just like we do with children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that particular um, exchange between this patient and I was just a really enjoyable exchange. And when I got up to leave, he said something like, "You know, you're the you're the nicest person that's been in here," or something right. to that effect. Right, which is code for you didn't tell me what I was doing wrong. Right. Thank you for showing <laughs> right. me my greatness. Oh, that's yeah, a beautiful too, story. And too often patients are. You know, they're told they're overweight, they're non-compliant, mm-hmm. you're not doing, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're eating what you shouldn't eat and so on. So, um, but once they feel like, you know, they are doing a lot of things right and they're empowered to keep on doing things right and, and uh, they they literally get energized. They feel motivated to keep doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to tell you another situation that happened that's kind of different from that. Um, I I see a lot of patients who um, 
are depressed. Some of them are suicidal. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they have diabetes. And, and there's a whole vicious cycle that's part of, of that picture that I won't go into. It's not part mm-hmm. of this. But there was one one day when I went in to see a patient who was who was there with suicidal ideation, and uh, he had a, a sitter, and I was, the sitter was able to go take a break, and I sat there with the patient, and uh, he was very upset. He was, uh, as I talked to him, he revealed that he hated himself, and he told me why he hated himself, and the struggles he had dealt with, and the challenges, and. Um, so I, I uh, took his hand and I took some lotion and I began, to, with his permission, to do a hand massage while I listened to him. And I listened and listened and listened because I wanted to get to know him better. I needed to find out exactly, you know, as far as I could in that short time, who is this person, what can I learn about him? And so when he finished talking and as he was crying quite a bit, um. But when I sensed that he had said all he needed to say at the moment, I I said to him, I want to tell you who I see. And then I began to tell him the person that I saw. And I would never say anything that I don't believe or that's not sincere and genuine. And so, But I saw so many good things about this man. And I, I just had this vision of him standing in a room of people who were sitting around him smiling because of his energy and his his presence that was so uplifting and that they were enjoying him and and his sense of humor and and I told him the different qualities that I saw in him and he he just really really responded and I went back to my office after our discussion and I decided I needed him to remember those good qualities about himself. And so I typed up a paper and in very large font, I wrote single word items, qualities that I saw in this Mm -hmm. man. And then I put it in a sleeve protector and I took it back to him and I said, I want you to keep this right here in front of you. And every night before you go to sleep, I want you to read each of these words, and I want you to remember this is who you are. This is who I, these are the qualities that I see in you. And um, so he said that he would. And later, um, I got an email from him. And would it be all right if I read you that email? Please. He said, I don't know if you'll remember me, but a couple of months ago I was the big bearish blob laying in a hospital Mm -hmm. bed. I had stopped taking all my medications and was suicidal, but they needed to stabilize my blood sugar before moving me to behavioral health. You were so kind and understanding, and I can still feel your touch as you held my hand when I sobbed. I just had to reach out to you and say thanks for everything. You will never know how much it meant to me that you took the time to share what you saw in me. I still carry that with me and look at it when I start to revert to that evil self-talk. I'm doing much better these days. So, wow. I'm hearing the compassion in your voice as you're telling this story, and I can, I can kind of hear you transporting yourself back to that moment of impact on that man's life. Um, and, and I'm thinking of... About all of this, and do you have any idea, Peggy, with your one moment with your son, your intense son, and how that has transformed and shoes thousands of patients, I'm sure, 
being impacted in just the way you described that man being impacted because of what you've brought to Banner? I mean, I have to talk to Howie about that. Do you realize the magnitude of what you've done with your, you know, planting of the seeds? You've done the same thing with thousands of patients and, and staff. I, I, I really want to say that I, I, I have this fear that this sounds self-promoting, and this is so not about me. This is all about what it's about the potential mm-hmm. of of a nurtured heart hospital. Right. Now, do, can I tell you one more thing very quickly yes, about please. the children? Okay. When I visit children and, and do diabetic education with them, I do the same thing with them. I recognize all their great, great qualities if, if, at every opportunity, but before I leave their room, I stand in front of that child and I list off every wonderful thing that I have noticed about them. And that's how I leave them. And I just feel like... The potential, the power of this is just incredible. I think it should be in every business, but I think the hospital, I just think it should Mm -hmm. be mandatory. You are a warrior of the heart, and what I've heard you describe is this beautiful implementation of a a program, a process. And I'm wondering, I'm, you know, I, I, how big can you take this, Peggy Archuleta? you know, I know you're tenacious and I know you're determined and what I hear is a model that you've created that could be replicated across this country through nurtured heart infusion into the medical community. Well, there's so much more that really needs to be done, but I, I feel like anything, anything that's done is better than nothing. Wow, I'm 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 just completely in awe of you. I'm going to have you pause just for a second and maybe consider some last final words. This time has gone by so quickly, and your story is such an inspiration to me. I want to let anybody listening know that they can become followers of Nurture Heart Approach channel on Blog Talk Radio and remind people that all archived podcasts are available on demand on blogtalkradio.com backslash Nurtured Heart Approach channel. Also, if anybody else is interested in becoming a certified Nurtured Heart Approach trainer like Peggy, there are three summer certification training intensives coming up, Sacramento, Minneapolis, and Atlantic City, New Jersey, all I think coming up this spring and summer. Details can be found under the training tab at childrensuccessfoundation.com. It truly is a life-changing immersion into the approach, and it's the only way to become a certified trainer in the approach. Um, Next month, we're going to be talking about the discussion of foster care, nurturing hearts, and building inner wealth in children. Our guests will be announced shortly on the Nurture Heart Approach website. Thank you, Peggy. Okay, back to you. Last final words for people who are listening to this podcast now or later, and they're thinking about, you know, I'm one person in the healthcare system, I'm a, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, whoever, um, and what would you encourage them to do as a starting place for bringing Nurture Heart Approach into their, into their life and into their work? Well, if they, I mean, the first thing they need to do is learn all they can about it. It becomes certified if they're not approach. You know, once they're certified and they're comfortable with it, and they have witnessed for themselves how powerful and transformational it is, then go to leaders and say, "I've got mm-hmm. something incredible to share with you." Uh, I want to. I want to close with one thought here uh, because I feel so strongly about um, you know the healthcare setting. I wrote this down, and I want to say there there is no place on earth outside the home where nurture heart's more valuable and has more potential than in the hospital setting. It can make great leaders out of good ones. It can make great nurses out of good nurses. It can make patients more compliant and less discouraged and happier with their hospital experience overall. It can turn any hospital into a nurtured heart hospital 
And why in the world would anyone want anything less? And that same thing can be said uh, for any place of business, any school, any anywhere. But to individuals, I would say it, if nothing more happens than you yourself become an expert and you take it to the people that you interact with, that's a step forward. I'm smiling as you're talking because you are a warrior. I'm hearing the passion. I'm hearing the determination in your voice. And I'm so excited to know that you're out there doing what you're doing and creating this approach um, in healthcare. Um, fantastic. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today. This show, um, I'm having to say, it's going to come down as one of my favorites, I think. Um, you're exciting. You're inspiring. Thank you so much for gifting us with your time, and thank you for what you're doing out there, bringing Nurture Heart Approach into healthcare, into patient care, and patient well-being and staff well-being. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for for having me uh, as part of this podcast. I really feel honored, and it was a great privilege. Thank you. Thanks to any listener today for the commitment to learning more about Nurture Heart Approach and the multitude of ways that innovative and inspired trainers like Peggy are implementing this approach in their own niche. Again, thank you, Peggy, for the work you're doing bringing this work into the healthcare industry. Uh, we look forward to coming together again next month. And until then, goodbye to everyone for now. Goodbye, Peggy. Thank, thank you, you so much. Take uh-huh. care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.